Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. A pediatric gender clinic is under a multi-agency investigation. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, the Missouri Attorney General announced that his office has launched a multi-agency investigation into the Washington University Pediatric Transgender Center at St. Louis Children's Hospital after a former employee went public and accused the hospital of lying to parents and harming hundreds of children with puberty blockers and mutilating surgeries. Holly, I'm glad that this is now coming to light. This is happening, yes. frankly, not just in the United States, but all over the world. You know, in this particular case, I'm really, let's say, proud of this attorney general and also other agencies, the Missouri Department of Social Services and Division of Professional Registration, are also part of this investigation. They listened to this whistleblower who used to work there, who saw it with her own eyes. She started as a caseworker, worked there for four years, thinking she was going to help these kids that were struggling, uh, uh, you know, from her perspective. And she realized the horrific harm that's happening to them instead. Yeah, she noticed a growing number of patients deciding uh, to not go through the so-called transition and then embracing their biological gender. In other words, they got partway through and then all of those confused states that they were in with regards to whether they're male or female or whatever resolved. And she noticed that uh, yet they had already taken some of these debilitating drugs like puberty blockers, which is going to cause you to be sterile. And what's even more horrific, I mean, these are children, okay, children. And she also noticed that many times parents, either one parent or both parents, were not given consent to what was yeah, happening. Yeah, they didn't even know what was going on. Can you imagine? On. They didn't know the impact of some of these drugs or that they were even giving drugs that would have certain kinds of ramifications. They didn't know the consequences of even the consent that they were giving. She also noted that the many of the uh, people that came in had many comorbidities, such as depression, anxiety, ADHD, eating disorders, and obesity. Many were diagnosed with autism or had autism-like symptoms. In fact, we're finding that globally that many of these that are gender-confused have also a diagnosis of autism. She said that, in fact, there's so many allegations. Let me just go through a few of these, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Specific allegations, among others, that she made was that on several occasions, the doctors have continued prescribing medical transition even when a parent stated that they were revoking consent. So they were still moving down that road when the parents changed their mind and said, no, we want this to stop. And, you know, it's also horrible. These transitioning, use that word in quote, methods have led many of the children to attempt suicide. And she saw this firsthand. And the center that she worked at, 
never discontinuing prescribing the cross-sex hormones, no matter how much these drugs are harming the children. I mean, they were attempting suicide, and they're still pushing this stuff on them. Yeah, she said the center does not require children to continue with mental health care after they prescribe cross-sex hormones or puberty blockers, and even continues those medications when the parents directly report worsening mental health after initiating these medications. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she noticed, like, if the, the children decided not to go through with it, she'd think, well, the doctor would be concerned, like, oh, no, where's that person I used to work on? You they know, don't track No big them. deal, you know? Yeah, she said yeah. It's, that the center does not track these outcomes because they do not want to have to report uh, to uh, other patients or to the existing patients, the, the problematic outcome. She said she's seen puberty blockers worsen the mental health uh, outcomes of children and children who have not con uh, contemplated uh, suicide before being put on puberty blockers have attempted suicide after they've been put on puberty blockers. She said during her time at the center, she personally witnessed center health care providers lie to the public and to the parents of patients about the treatment or lack of treatment and the effects of treatment provided to the children at the center. Would you trust your child in something like this? She said doctors at the center have also publicly claimed that they do not do gender transition surgeries on minors. This uh, was no. a lie. Yes. The center regularly refers minors for gender transition surgery. The center routinely gives out the names and contact information of surgeons to those under the age of 18. At least one gender transition surgery was performed by Dr. Allison Snyder Warwick at St. Louis Children's Hospital in uh, the last few years. I mean, some of these centers have done these surgeries on children as young as 13. Yeah, and these surgeries, when they say 13. gender transition, you can't transition your gender. You right. can't transition your sex. You can take puberty blockers and hormones that may alter some of your uh, facial, you know, body hair, your vocal uh, pitch, but you're still who you were born with. These, quote, transition surgeries, what they are is they're mutilating plastic surgeries. These are double mastectomies for women. Or, and or hysterectomies, and it can be both, where they have a hysterectomy as well as double mastectomy, and usually it starts off with the double mastectomy of healthy breast, and then the same thing happens in a different way for uh, boys as well. And once you start on this road of puberty blockers, uh, as a young child, you are stunting their growth mm -hmm. and development. You're also sterilizing them as well. And they're going to have to stay on these puberty blockers or cross-sex hormones for years and years, which causes significant problems. We know, for example, that children's brains are not fully developed until sometime between the ages of 22 and 25 years of age. You know, you wonder why sometimes a teen or somebody in their early 20s makes these stupid decisions. <laughs> you know, why are they doing that? And even when you grow up and you say, I made a stupid decision when I was a certain age. Well, your brain is not fully developed mm -hmm. in terms of its cognitive ability to make decisions until your mid-20s. Right, 25, I think. And so these kids are much, much younger than that. They're telling their parents, that this will certainly help all their problems. Mm -hmm. They're lying to parents. And the kids are, as this whistleblower noted, 
they're being part of a contagion. It's, it's basically a peer pressure where she's seen multiple girls come in at the same time to the clinic in groups from the same school. Mm-hmm. Well, did that all of a sudden happen where they all have the same condition? No. It is a contagion. It's a social contagion issue that happens where it's, as you have said one time, Holly, it's kind of like the in thing, the cool thing. If you are sort of on the edge, if you're not the popular student, if you have some difficulty in interacting uh, with your peers or your teachers, now all of a sudden you come out and you say that you are, quote, transgender. Well, lo and behold, you get all the spotlight and you get special treatment and you get the accolades. And many of these people that have gone through this process say that's exactly what happened to them. But you know, it wasn't too long ago that gender dysphoria was considered mental illness. But now these so-called doctors and these centers see this as a great source of revenue. I mean, billions of dollars they're making off these children that they've created to be guinea pigs. Yes, and uh, the... The whole idea of declassifying homosexuality happened in the 1970s under political pressure. Mm -hmm. The APA, American uh, Psychiatric Association, declassified it. Then you had this issue of gender dysphoria or transgenderism. That was considered a mental illness until recently. Again, political pressure took it out. Now they normalize it. Well, there's more and more people like this uh, whistleblower. There's more and more people like those individuals who have gone through this process, coming out, telling their stories. You know, one of our um, friends um, came up and told his story and helped so many people uh, so many years ago. And so now so many people are coming out because this cannot remain silent. We must protect our children. Stay informed at Liberty Council's website. Go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org. Pray for our cases where we're representing counselors and their minor clients who desperately need this life-saving counsel to overcome unwanted same-sex attractions, desires, behaviors, and gender confusion. We're litigating and winning in multiple places, but we have so much more to do. lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776, lc.org. 